When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright, are you sitting down? No, I'm standing. Oh, you might want to sit down. I can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just want to apologize Kyle and all my good friends out there. But as of about a week ago, over a week ago, I am no longer throwing Emac troops. They're gone. They're out of the bag. Completely They've been replaced for real. Yeah, it's like the biggest, biggest bag switch up since I think putters for me. Yeah, they're not there anymore. So right now, I'm working with a combination of rock threes and rocks for my. Like workhorse mid range, and I don't have enough results to know if it's been working, but I've been enjoying it. I think Kyle just quit on me. Yeah, oh. <laughs> thought he was just like, "All right, it's over." Then. Yeah, I just I'm out. out. I'm out. Thought we were Emac Truth Gang for life, and now he's gone. I mean, you can always just keep them. And- Right to them or give them to me. Well, I, that's the, so the problem I've been finding is I can't find any runs of Emac Truth I really like. Can't find any really flat guys. Yeah, and I've tried. I've even put one like in my car, fake face down, trying to like you know make it flat with heat, but it eventually just pops back into normal normal placement and. Yeah, when, what I've really been enjoying about the Rock 3 is I can throw it really hard backhand, which I can with the Emac Truths, but I can even like sidearms with them and they're they like just they hold hold better than the Emac Truths. I don't know if that's where I'm going to land is on the Rock 3 though. It's just something I found cheap and easy to replace as I figure my life out cuz I what it's probably been at least Five years that we've been throwing emacs. Yeah, my my main question would be why. Oh, I just yeah, I couldn't find runs I liked, and then I lost my like my lost my favorite one, and I've been on the edge of of throwing like, do I really want to throw emac truths anymore? Ever since I lost my like go to, just absolute sense. favorite one. Um, so I found one that replaced with it. It replaced it well. It was pretty flat. I got it from my buddy Bill. And then when I was up in the UP, I yeeted that thing 300 feet in the wrong direction across the river. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, <laughs> now what am I going to do? And uh, I pulled out all of my backups of Emac Truths that I have. And I have like one or two that are pretty close, but it just it's just not the same. So I'm like, it just I feels feel like... It's better for me to cut them out of my life right now 
And, you know, yeah, maybe I'll go through a phase and I'll, I'll come back to the EMAC truth. I don't really know. I just know they're not or working like for like, me right now. Yeah. Get, if you see the perfect one and be like, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, believe me, if I buy a new EMAC truth and it's flat, I'm buying everyone off of that shelf. Because it's still, it's like in my hand, it still is the best feeling mid-range. They're just not the best flying mid-range for me as of as we speak. Yeah, I got I got nothing on that. That's uh, that's a shocking like. It's a big discovery, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be all bet I'll be better for my game. Yeah, I mean, and I'll probably always keep my eyes out on like. I don't really like to buy off of Facebook because it's like a very specific feel of flat. But like, if I go to used bins, I will I'll hunt all day to find find another flat one. But the the discs I've tried so far in that spot have been reactors, and fission and glow plastic, and those didn't quite work. I just don't like the overmold. It's just it's like something with like a sensory thing in my hand. I don't like the feel yeah. of it. I want to because I feel like they're good right mm-hmm. yeah I, mean, but, I, I watch people throw them and they they fly well so and a, a lot of like 90 percent of mvps discs are all really flat like not a lot of them have dome which i don't mind some discs with dome but normally i choose a flat one i didn't pick up a buzz because i just know i probably should throw one just to be sure but i don't have any of those laying around so <sighs> i don't know i guess i didn't even try that many I just found cheap rock threes, and I was like, "All right, I'm a rock guy for now." I've thrown rocks; they're fine. Yeah, they're pretty straight yeah, I got a, in comparison I, to a truth. Uh, rock, my I got a champion rock three that is like dead straight with that just that little bit of fade right at the end, and then I got a DX glow rock that is yeah a lot like a like a beat up truth where it it flips and and goes bright, and then I got a star rock three that is the the beefiest that i have and that's um i mean it's just like it's like one of those discs that'll just hold yeah hold the line so if you throw it on a big hyzer it just kind of follows that hyzer and lots of glide i can throw the star one forehand i think the star the champion one isn't max weight really 167 i don't know i got it from my buddy nate who got it from my buddy bill and he got There's no weight lake. on it and i never never weighed it so yeah, but yeah, that they're they're, they're nice discs. I don't I don't love the feel in my hand, but I can I can get over it. I'm I'm over it, over it. So yeah, if you have any uh, mid range is that you don't think I've heard of or tried, uh, message us on Instagram and let me know what I should try out. I did have the comment in a bag in the bag for a while too oh and i was bagging the soul i forgot about that i was trying out the soul to see if it was gonna gonna fit in the bag i was just messing up my mid-range slot just just seeing how was the soul did you love it it was like one of those discs that i could see myself bagging on like a certain course for a certain hole but it's not something that i would use often you know it's like or, or or like a get out of jail free card. I could see I could see myself using it as at a get out of jail disc, um, but it's definitely not like a a disc I would find myself reaching for often. I like it because I can just slam it on a hyzer. I know it's gonna flip up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's given me 
the prettiest looking park jobs on hole 16 in Cass City. Like, where it just follows that path perfectly. It, like, flips up, turns all the way to the right, and then as it start, it's starting to slow down and just doesn't really fade, but just kind of finishes right next to the basket. Which I've never, usually my game plan for 16 at Cass City is just throw it straight into the trees and hope I get lucky fighting through that bunch of trees. Yeah. So. Or yeah, just I hit the first, first available. Yeah, well, naturally. No, I found a, got a sidearm for 16 that works pretty good. You just can't throw like a firebird or anything like super, like it would get a big skip. But the, the sidearm gap is pretty open. That's cool. Should we introduce ourselves? <laughs> I'm Kyle. In case you guys forgot, this is the Ono Disc Golf Podcast. That's Eric. I am I am Eric. That's true. That we're, true. Uh, we're friends. We talk about disc golf sometimes. Yeah. That's so far I don't see any any lies in his statements. Yeah, this is the Ono Disc Golf Podcast. Did I say that? I said that. <laughs> you already said that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a couple weeks. Thank you guys and... for joining us. Oh, that's a good thing to say. Yes. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, it's, we we uh, took a couple like half planned, half planned weeks off family. You know, I was on vacation and Kyle was visiting with family. Well, family was visiting Kyle. Yep. You so know. it just seemed like a good time. to. We didn't have any time to. to... Yeah, we didn't have much to talk about either. It would have been a lot of us getting on and just rambling through whatever we could come up with, really. Which we enjoy, but... Not much different than a normal episode, I'd probably... What? (laughs) Rambling on through just rambling. They're all great. They're all all great. (laughs) You know, there's a fine line in there that we land on. That little gray area that we just... uh... We operate in. Yeah, live. we live in. We, we were yeah. born in it. Head on over to frictiongloves.com to, and use our code ONO20 for 20% off. Discbaron.com, ONO10 for 10% off. Head up our Great Teespring grade. store. Use code ONO for free shipping. We make nothing. We pass the savings on to you. We love to see people in our gear, though. It's super sweet. We do. It's so sick. It's worth it. I was, it's a joke. Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got us. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, check out our social media. Mainly just Instagram, but... I don't know disc golf. I don't know disc golf. So as I quickly explain in the opening, uh, I went up to the UP. Now, what is it, two weeks ago? Not quite. Not quite. Not everyone's going to know what that is. Oh, uh, I went to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. There you and, go. And uh, went, we went with my family up there for about a just over a week trip. And I got to play some pretty amazing courses. I got to play Superior Pines, which is kind of like one of my, probably one of my top 10 favorites. It's. Uh, in the middle of nowhere, you literally have to drive almost a mile down like a one track road to Ooh. get there. Yeah, so you're literally in the middle of nowhere. I found it 
I didn't find it. It's not like I was just stumbling through the woods and, oh, my God, disco. Yeah, you stumbled upon it. <laughs> um, no, I, I uh, found it on U-Disc one time when I was up there with my uncle and my dad and went and checked it out. And uh, now it's like one of my must-haves. Like, I have to play it when I'm up there. It's just a it's a well-designed course. It's got a, f- a few shots of everything. Um, you know, long par fours, short like difficult par threes, easy ace runs, a little bit of water, but nothing crazy. It is the place where I hucked my Emac Truth 300 feet in the wrong direction, but it's not the course's fault. Did you just tee off in the wrong direction? No, I just, I don't know. I just, <laughs> the hole's not even 300 feet long. I threw it like a, a hundred foot past the hole, so I don't even know. I don't even know how, but I just, it was like the hole was a like a, I was just trying to throw like a high like stall shot and just kind of yeah. let it get to a spot and fade back, you know. And uh, no, I just threw it on a beeline and it fought through everything. And I'm just like, I am never seeing that again. <laughs> and I walked 250 feet down to to the edge, and there's I was like, oh well, here's a river and. I'm not going to cross the river not knowing exactly where the disc is and hunt around another, you know, giant area for it. If I could, like, seen it, oh, yeah, I would have taken my boots off and crossed the river, no problem. But That's worst case scenario right there. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, uh, they're putting money into the course, too, at Superior Pines. Uh, they just painted all new T-signs. I love how simple it is. The hardest part is it is it's very sandy ground, so they don't have cement T-pads. So where people tee off is often dug into holes, and that can cause issues. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. There's just something about playing disc golf literally in the middle of nowhere. Gotta love how quiet it is. Mm-hmm. And now I realize that if I ever really want that Emac Truth back, no one is going to be over there. <laughs> that I can probably go find it next year. Yeah. <laughs> Once all the foliage is dead. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to send my brother up. Hey, cross the river for me. Um, the other course, the other two courses I played was JP Memorial. It was a nine-hole course built on a golf course, which was really cool because I have never gotten to play something like that. How was that? It was, I mean, for what he has, it's it's really well put together. He did his best to make it, like, be able to play it along, along golfers. The one time I showed up, there was nobody there, so I was like, oh, this will be no problem. Um, the second time, there's quite a few golfers on, but he does really good about kind of like once they tee off, your hole is completely open, and then you can quickly like scoot in front of them to get to the next without causing like any any sort of backups for either of you. That's cool. And oh, he did he did like a good job of making it kind of as picturesque as you. As had a, that was the hole that there was, or on hole nine, there was a crowd of cows watching me. So that was right. that was pretty funny. Pretty uh, tough crowd. Yeah. Then there was a, and it's only nine dollars not to play if you want to take like a electric cart around. So nine dollars to drive a golf cart around and play disc golf is a win for me. It's pretty sick. And then, last but not least, I got to play our friends Eric Martello's home course, Powder Mill. Um, he talked about it a little bit on the podcast when he was on here. 
and it did not disappoint. Uh, two tee pads, two baskets per hole. Really difficult, but still like fair, like fair to play course. Like it is, yeah. it is tough to play there, play play well there. But nothing's like where you're just like, how is this even a fucking hole? Right. And there's like they they do a good sh- like it's like streaks. It's like two or three hard holes in a row, and then it's like a couple like easier ones to kind of like you know you, uh, give you a Wait, break. Just don't, and then, don't quit. <laughs> yeah, and then throw yeah throw you back into it. Um, the only thing I think was I don't even call it a downfall. It's just kind of like an annoyance to me. Is there's a big walk in between hole nine and hole ten, and then another big walk from hole twelve back to hole thirteen. Because there's just like a section of the park that got cut off kind of by itself and so they put the baskets over there and that's that's gotcha. the only like annoying part but with u-disc it's not that big of a deal you know to find it but if you right. didn't have u-disc you would be stumbling around like an idiot that makes sense recommend all of those places yeah the course is is phenomenal it starts off on a raised pad so that was cool you just like i don't know feels cool about like Love this it. big built up pad around it i'm jelly i don't know you got some pretty Pretty picturesque courses out there in Colorado. That is true. Well, now that me and Kyle settled our beef, let me tell Kyle about the Brody and Macbeth beef. And you guys I heard too. It's not, case, nothing too big. No, it's pretty. I think it's silly. The internet is one of those things where the internet got a hold of it, so then they had to blow it up to be bigger than anything else. Back in January or February ish. I don't know when Brody moved in. So Brody moved to Virginia. And shortly after Brody moved to Virginia to build up Foundation, Macbeth decided he didn't want any part of Foundation. And so it made Brody mad or hurt that once Brody got there, Macbeth left because that's the whole reason Brody moved up from Dallas to to Virginia. And Hmm. Brody goes on to say that there's two ways I can take this. I can just be upset with him that it's a like a business, you know, like it was a business partner hurting me or it's a friend that's hurting me. And I'm like, but I'm like, you're taking, but he's taking it as both, you know, like he's, he's hurt because it's his friend and he's hurt because it's a business partner. And I feel like he's got to pick one or the other in mind. Well, he was a, fr- he was a friend and a business partner. So why, why would he have to pick one or the other? He's hurt by both. I, from me for, for me i guess if 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 there was like any chance that Mac, if i was brody and there's any chance that macbeth was leaving foundation to do you know like i think he just started the paul macbeth foundation um i know that was his choice or whatever uh you know if he if if my friend is leaving for any anything that's going to be better for himself in the long run Right. I would be just, I would be happy for him as, as a friend, you know, I'd be like, oh shit, well now what I'm going to do with this, you know, with this business venture, but it's not like foundation's going to close down just because Paul's not there. Right. Um, with anything, it, it allows Brody more of a spotlight because Brody still is, is, has a crazy amount of fans. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's just silly. It's silly. It is me. silly. That is some silly stuff. Yeah. Oh, and then 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 uh, Brody went on to tell this very just it was just a story about how a mutual friend did something to his family, 
but he's like he won't release his anybody's name, which I'm fine with. But he doesn't give like any details. He's just like mutual friend did something to my family. Make Paul lied to me about it. Found out Paul was in on it with a mutual friend, and that was it. I'm like, I need more than that. It's like you you you're making it you worse. You shouldn't have brought that up at all. Yeah, you should not have brought that up at all. Uh, so Ugh. it's whatever. I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, it just seems like Brody's kind of a not prima donna. He doesn't know how to. He can't. He doesn't know how to handle when things aren't going perfectly. Yeah, I just think he's like he was such a big star from YouTube and all that that he like knows. I don't know. He like knows what he can offer to people. To like help out or whatever, yeah. And so it's. I think it's like it's almost like an offense to him when when you know like when Paul McBeth doesn't want to work with him anymore. It's like a you know, like, which I don't know. I guess if he just moved up from Dallas, but I don't know. It's just weird. I don't care. I cared, and then I found out what it was, and I was like, oh, I don't. I don't know why it's I cared like, yeah. in the first place. Never mind. Probably, and didn't. then Nico got his official nine month suspension, and he has to spend fifteen months on a probation period once he comes back from his suspension. That was a little while ago, but we were gone. We missed a lot of disc golf stuff. How do you feel about that, Kyle? You good with it? I'm good with it. Yeah, especially nine since is not bad. Like four of it will be done in the off season. I mean, he can now transition into a different sport. He can transition right? into anything he wants. UFC? UFC. They'll make a specialty. What's like the lowest weight? Welterweight? Yeah, but they got to go less. Uh, I guess he could He could probably bulk up pretty quick. He looks like he could. Featherweight? He could, he could pack on some mass. Yeah. Real quick. He can accumulate mass really quick. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he could figure it out. He's the master of all masses. Master. Remember because he said he was the master of all angles? No, I don't, when did he say that? During an interview, he's just an asshole. That's fair. Because I, 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 somebody was like, well, what do you do? How do you throw your flex lines when it's windy out? He's like, I'm the master of all angles. <laughs> okay, don't shoot. That's hilarious. Now i got to go find that. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, um, but... Considering that, too, it also, with what he got charged for, I think it was like a Class A, whatever, Class A charge. Offense? Why is my fucking... Offense. Yeah, offense. There you go. Class A offense. Uh, It says it could carry up to a 24-month suspension. I feel like getting a total of 24 months altogether with the suspension and probation is, is really not that bad. Pretty lenient. I, Just kind of a slap on the wrist there. What do you mean? It's his first technical, first time he's ever like had an offense, so I get not overdoing it. I also feel like they could have just put him on a probation period, and then if he messed up, then get ready to throw the book at him. But, I don't know. You know, they probably should have had him like fight for his freedom. Right, just like put him in the ring with, with the... With the guy. WWE style. So like fake and going and against like Yeah. 
but like real, but fake. Right. Like it, like the outcome is decided already, but it's just for our entertainment. Right. But, but some of the action is pretty real. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I dig it. Get Nico on the horn. Get him. Get him. I'll have my people call your people. You know he's free. (laughs) He's got it it sometime. He's got nothing going on. (laughs) Probably just tripping like hard. Just like all of the drugs. Mm -hmm. No, just like the good ones. I don't feel like Nico's a person who does bad drugs. I could see him being a cokehead. (laughs) I don't feel like it. No, no. That'd be like... Like amphetamines. <laughs> I don't know. Nope. I see this is as, all alleged, by the way. I see him more of a of a weed and mushrooms guy. Crack? If it doesn't grow, maybe opium, because it grows. Crack grows, technically. <laughs> I guess. Crystallizes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why he <laughs> takes so long. <laughs> Gotta quickly run out and... <laughs> Get his bump before he can do a bump, and then <laughs> oh it. gosh, so all alleged, everyone. No, this is this is facts. <laughs> no, allegedly <laughs> facts. Allegedly, his opinion—that's fact. Anyway, the tournaments that we missed talking about—we're not going to go into complete detail, but we missed uh, Diglo, Mid America Open, and. Death Money's Challenge. Check them all out because we missed them. Yep. If you have extra time, I would suggest going back and watching the 2018 D-Glow. I'm sure there's other courses that are like this, but man, was this wild to watch. Uh, Jomez, Shomez or whatever, pointed it out to me um, when I was listening to them. They were just, Well, they were just talking about how AJ Risley was the... His first time commentating on that, so I had to go back and watch that just to listen to him. And um, how, how do you do? He did good. He was really round one. He was really like funny and just kind of like cracking jokes and not didn't you know you could tell he didn't really have a plan. He was just kind of like feeling it out with a big germ. And then round two is when Paul McBeth shot his eighteen under. So I guess. Uh, germ pulled him to the side. He's like, dude, we have to do this right because people are going to be watching this for you know years to come. They're going to come back and That's watch funny. this. Um, but there's there was so many crazy differences in 2018 D Glow. They put like in some of the really bad rough, they put drop zones. If you threw it like too bad in the rough, you could elect to go to a drop zone and take like a a one uh, a stroke. Interesting. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's not a, a bad idea <laughs> to like have it as a choice. Um, and then I also wanted to point out this year on hole five at D-Glow how much nicer the planted grass down the fairway looks than the red wood chips. It's just as like, it's like such a pretty sight just to look down like super wooded and just like beautiful grass. Yeah. Uh, Is it Des Moines? How do you even pronounce it? Uh, Des Moines. Des Moines. Um, And then at the Des Moines Challenge, Simon Lazat took home his third Elite Series win in a four-hole playoff against U of M's own Robert Burridge. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but I don't care. Nailed it. So that was cool. Um, My buddy Derek's played with Robert a couple times, and there's a lot of 
lot of local guys in Michigan that kind of know of and have talked about him. I've never met him, but it was just cool to see him, yeah, at the top and really holding his own against Simon on a on a real tough course. And honestly, Badass. it would have continued far past hole four. Well, I don't know how far past hole four, but past hole four. But he kicked off a stump that was just cut down that year to give him like a 50, 60 foot death putt as opposed to a 20 foot death putt. That's it. Just that little, just needed the tiniest bit each way to to continue it on the playoff. Oh, and then Kristen Tatar won with a commanding league. And that's it. That's about it. Commanding what? Lead with a commanding lead. She was. I heard. Le- I heard lead. No. When you first did it, Kristen like... Tatar wins. With no, you, it's good now. Lead. Well, now you can. There you go. Now you can cut it up however you want it. Meh. Oh, let's go with the first one. Yeah, and then uh, so we have Worlds coming up about a week from now. Woo. It's going. I think it's Wednesday through Saturday, if I can remember right. Pretty badass. So keep an eye out. I think we're both predicting a Paul McBeth six-time champion. I can see it. Paul Uliberry, first-time champion. If he breaks Paul McBeth's legs. I mean, I feel like Paul Uliberry might be able to hold his own at USDGC, but at DDO, I don't think Uli's got a chance. No. Unless like everybody just shits to bed, he just—it's like it's like the flip flipadelphia. He just food poisons everybody. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, Eric, treading on some light water here. If that happens, then uh, don't call us. <laughs> we, we will delete all all known existence of us if something like that happens. Flip, Allegedly. flip, flip, Adelphia. Flip, 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 Adelphia. You want to count us down? Three, two, one. Top five. Five. Oh, yeah. I feel like we did it really well at a time. We'll never know. <laughs> ever, ever. We'll never, ever know. Ever, ever, ever. Our top five this week, we did a... Top five players who have really kind of came and made a name for themselves this year. Why did I say that? You rolled off that off the tongue so well. Uh, I didn't write a script for me, okay? So I like it. We're I come fine. up with ideas halfway through a sentence and then I try to change it and it doesn't work. So yeah, these are the top five players who really came. Not you, <laughs> not you see. Anyway, <laughs> uh, kicking it off with Isaac Robinson. He won Idlewild this year, and he's put himself in the conversation at many other tournaments. If you watch the Idlewild, I think it's round two. He doesn't. He fucking throws in every goddamn putt. And, like, like they're not even... It's like he's not even playing the same game when he's putting well. It's ridiculous. It's just like he's just kind of like throwing him up in the air. I if he did one Man. behind the back and it went in. What a cheater. It's crazy. Crazy. 
Uh, what's number four? Number four is Alden Harris. He had two big wins in this year. Uh, he won out at the Goat Hill Park, Goat Hill Challenge, whatever that's called. And then he won um, Mid-America Open a few weeks ago. Uh, that was his sil- first Silver Series win, and he has been kind of approaching like that top 10 spot quite often this year. Fun to watch. I can't Another prodigy think player. of his, who he looks like, yeah. He wears uh he's got like long hair, he wears a bandana. Kinda shorter. Not like I don't have the list in front of me, so I'm just gonna keep it moving. What's number three? Short. Uh Chandler Kramer, he is from Texas, uh primarily all forehand. He throws like all forehands off the tee. He started to kind of pop his name out during the European swing, the one in Norway and then the one in the and then the European Open, he was on lead card for that. And ever since after that, he's been kind of where people are watching him. People want to see what he's doing. He just he just injured his finger, so I don't know how much stuff we'll see from him the rest of the year. But definitely keep a keep an eye on him. The number two is Kevin Kiefer the third. Uh, he's had for the past about three or four weeks has had. I think two lead card showings and multiple chase card. Just another kind of young guy who I think he probably used to tour or like do like any of the um, pro tour stops like by his, you know, if they were like near him. But uh, he's really starting to tour more this year and it's, I think it's paying off. Starting to show. Yeah, for sure. And honorable mention, I have Gannon Burr. Um, he has been playing amazing this year but i feel like he kind of made a name for himself last year where people were kind of already looking for him to make waves this year um so that's why he's not on the list but he is insane so talented insanely young and yeah talented i got to watch him play against conrad nope i don't know words but they were Conrad and Burr at like once they were done, uh, emptied their bags off the top of the hill. Oh yeah, that's pretty sick to watch. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they found them all. I'm sure they did. But <laughs> did you see where Gannon Burr threw a shot from standing on top of somebody's disc golf bag? No. Yeah. So like a, a spectator brought his disc golf bag, and when they went, he went to go move out of the way, he left his bag in the bag like literally caught it so he marked his lie and stepped on the bag and and threw from it that's funny Mm -hmm. i don't remember what tournament that was at then last but not least we have valerie manduahano um she got a big there was a big sponsor change last year moving from innova to dynamic and she has probably been the best off-season change for any company. She's had three big wins this year, two Elite Series wins, and an A-tier Silver Series wins. She's won Waco, she's won Portland Open, and she won Beaver State Fling. So, wow, yeah, no one. I don't think anyone could have predicted it. No one. I don't think anyone no. expected it. You know, everyone was looking at Kona. Because she got the big deal, and then Val just kind of snuck in there and just wrecked. And some of those wins were like huge, like 
huge leads and big tournaments yeah yeah big tournaments and yep so those are top five there is a lot of really good young talent out there and there's going to be more and more and more and more coming and i'm i'm excited for that me too can't wait for the sport to just keep on rolling yep yeah i think i can't i don't know if i've told you but i feel like the big difference now that we have compared to you know even like when we were kids or whatever is there's kids who are like watching disc golf and want to grow up to be like these professional disc golfers instead of like even if they play disc golf they don't you know like if if we played disc golf years ago i don't think we would be growing up wanting to be professional disc golfers like we did with like skateboarding but now that is a much bigger thing than it's ever been it's really cool to watch yeah uh well that was episode 77 welcome back eric yeah thank you thank you for having me kyle it was so nice to sit down in this lovely room of yours oh uh, the, stu- the studio you're kind of here where are you yeah where are you bud <laughs> um no it was uh i i've very much enjoyed being back i am uh, now looking forward to next week and i'm gonna try to come up with a bunch of just just dumb things to ask kyle about worlds to see his response i can't wait so, so tune in next that was week fun. thank you for listening and uh we'll wherever you are we'll see you guys uh, next however week. you're listening thank you oh wait go ahead Eric. oh and we'll see you guys next week and we'll catch you on the flip side